0: We are cruising through the month of August and I am in shock. I'm sure you guys are too. I know that so many of you are already starting to go back to school, whether it is just for professional development or even if you've already started to welcome back students, we are definitely in that back to school season. And before I jump in today's episode, which I'm super excited about, I'm always excited about these episodes, but I'm curious if any... Any of my other teacher listeners, because I'm assuming most of you guys are teacher listeners, if you guys do this, but I, I always associate the start of the new year with August. I still, even though I'm not in the classroom, I still use a teacher planner that resets in You know, July or August, and I am always talking with my husband about this next year. You know, this next year I want to start walking in the mornings, or this next year I think we should take a trip. Or one of the things I've been talking about in my business is this next year I want to start doing more live workshops. I did a webinar over the summer and I just love teaching. And so I want to do more live workshops. And so I've been talking about these things I want to do this next year. And he's like, why are you talking about next year? He's like, we're still in the middle of 2021. He's like, we still have six months left. And I'm like, no, 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 no. The year starts in August. This is like the start of a new year with teachers. This is like the reset, which is maybe part of the reason why I love it. I feel like as teachers, we sort of get the benefit of having two fresh starts every year, one in August with back to school, and then one in January when the calendar resets. But I consider this to be the start of my new year. So Happy New Year to all of my teacher friends, and today I want to talk with you about something that I think you should have up in your classroom. If you are an upper elementary classroom teacher, I want to encourage you to put up a word wall. And if you already have a word wall in your classroom, kudos to you. You can still continue to listen to this episode because I'm going to share some tips on how you can get the most out of your word wall. But if you don't have a word wall in upper elementary, I am hoping that through this episode, I can convince you to add one. You guys have probably heard me talk about how I started my career in teaching as a lower elementary classroom teacher. And so I taught first grade and I taught second grade, and then I made the jump up to fourth. And in lower elementary, I had a word wall, but it was for the purpose of spelling, to let my students, you know, help spell the words. We had our sight words up there. We had, you know, students' names up there. We had, you know, words that they used frequently in their writing, and students had their own word walls in their journals, but it was really with a focus of spelling. And I was like, well, by the time I moved to upper elementary, my students don't necessarily need help with spelling. We don't need to put our names on the word wall. They know how to spell their names. And so, for a long time, I didn't have one because I was like, I don't think we need a word wall in upper elementary. But I quickly realized that upper elementary word walls are really important and critical, especially through the context of vocabulary words. And I want you to take a minute and think about whatever subjects it is that you teach, whether you are a self-contained literacy teacher and you're just teaching reading and writing and grammar, or if you teach everything, think about all of the content-specific vocabulary terms that our students need to know in order to achieve mastery of whatever it is you are teaching. There are so many of them. I mean, every single subject you teach has a ton of content-specific terms that are really essential for our students to know if we want them to master the content. I, I think about just like reading alone. Even if we think about a book, students need to know author, illustrator, publisher, title page, all of the terms for text features, even thinking about figurative language, all of the terminology for that, genre, all of the wording that comes associated with that, even these words I just mentioned, genre, text features, you know, all of those terms our students need to know. And so often we might introduce uh, these terms or we might even use these words in our instruction with the assumption that our students know and remember and fully understand what those words mean. And for some students, they do. But we have some students that will come to us, and you will use words all year long, and they just might not fully be aware of the meaning. And so that's where a word wall can come in. And it can be really helpful to make these vocabulary words that are so essential to student mastery accessible to your students. And I love having a word wall because it is not only a good strategy for like I said, just our general students, but it's particularly helpful if you have students who are ELL students and they are learning the language for the first time. So Word walls are going to help your students expand their vocabulary. They're going to help them understand those content-specific words. And when you have these words and definitions and possibly a picture on the word wall card, which I suggest that you do, it is going to help your students use those words correctly in their discussions and their writing, which is ultimately what we want them to do if we want them to be able to have full understanding of the vocabulary. If you've never had a word wall in your classroom, I hope that you'll consider it. I've got a couple benefits that I want to share with you in this episode, and then I also have some tips that you can use to make a word wall effective in your classroom, just some ways to get your students to actually use it. And then if hopefully by the end of this episode, you're thinking, okay, I'm sold because that's my goal. I want to put a word wall in, in my classroom. There's a bunch of different ways that you can do it. You can create your own word wall cards, You can put them on note cards, but I also have a set of word wall cards. I have a huge bundle that I'm going to link to in the show notes. So of course, I'm all about trying to make your life as a teacher easier. So if you want to put up the word wall, but don't want to take the time to actually make your own word wall cards, I will link to that bundle in the show notes. But let me talk a little bit about why word walls are so beneficial in upper elementary. I think the first thing that I love about having a word wall displayed in your classroom is that They encourage students to use new terms in their writing and in class discussions. And again, you might use these words. So you might talk about, you know, figurative language or the literal meaning, or you might talk about a specific genre during your instruction. But if students don't remember that word, if they don't remember the definition, they're gonna be less likely to use that specific term when they are talking about a book and when they're in a book club, if they're doing a written response. But if they see that word, posted somewhere in your room, and they can scan the room and pull it out, and remember, remind themselves what the the definition is, they're going to be much more likely to use those words in their writing and their discussion. And so, you know, you have to think about it. Students use words that they feel confident in their ability to use correctly. So if you're introducing new vocabulary words, and you're discussing, you know, reading strategies, and you're teaching your students elements of plot, and you're talking about these specific terms, the exposition, the climax, rising action... But if your students aren't confident in their full understanding, they're not going to talk about them. They're going to use, you know, maybe some of the more simplistic terms like the beginning and middle and end of the story. And not that that's bad, but in upper elementary, we really want to push our students to use more content specific terms. But if there is a word wall card that lists out all of the, the elements of plot and plot structure, your students are more likely to use those in their writing because they can check their own personal definition with the correct one. And if they know that they are correct, they're going to be much more confident in trying to use those words. So that is the first benefit. Students actually will be more likely to use new terms that you introduce in their writing and discussions if they can be sure and confident that they know what those words mean. And then another benefit is that they just, word walls expand students' vocabulary. And again, I mentioned this before, but As a teacher, you really are constantly introducing and using new terms all the time. I mean, every single day you are giving your students new vocabulary words. And so, you know, if you're talking about a genre or something new and you write it on the board and you talk about it and, you know, you have your students write it in the notebook, as soon as you erase the board, the word has disappeared. Or if even if students write the word in their notebook or have an anchor chart in their notebook, because I encourage you to do that as well. But as soon as the notebook gets put away, those words that you introduce can quickly become forgotten. But when you put up a word wall, the display is ever present, which means that your students are constantly going to see these words that you were introducing. And not to say that your instruction isn't engaging and that your students, Are not going to be fully present, but let's be honest. We all know that students at some point are going to get bored. Their minds are going to wander. They are going to daydream. And while that is happening, guess where their eyes are going? They are scanning your entire classroom. And so think about the way you have your room set up and think about what you're putting on your walls. You want that to be intentional. So when your students do have that moment where they are losing their attention and focus, it can be brought back to something that is actually going to be beneficial for them. So again, a word wall can sort of help make those times when students are losing their their focus and they're daydreaming and their eyes are scanning your room. If they come across words that you've talked about and they reread it and they see that visual, it's just going to help them solidify the meaning of those words that you are talking about. And then I think one of the biggest benefits of having a word wall in upper elementary is the fact that word walls are an effective instructional tool for all students. And They're great for all students. They are especially great for your ELL students. They are especially great if you have students with a learning disability um, or if you have students even with like dyslexia. A couple of reasons why I like word walls is the way that I typically set up a word wall is I will have the word, I will have a written definition, and then I will be ensured to include a visual cue. This could be a picture of the thing. This could be a symbol. This could be uh, an example. Whatever it is, I like to include a visual because that visual, if you have students that struggle with reading the definition, but they remember the word, that, that visual cue can help remind them of what the meaning is. Or if they struggle to read the full definition, if they have that visual cue, then it can help remind them of what the definition is. So having a word wall, especially ones that have visual cues along with the word and definition, can be a great instructional tool for all students. So those are just some of the benefits of why you should have a word wall in your classroom. I hope you're getting excited about them. So let's talk a little bit about how you can set up an effective word wall display in your classroom. Okay, so the first thing that you want to do is think about how you're going to set up your actual word wall cards. And like I said, I like to have word wall cards that are the word, the definition, and the picture. And this is because those picture cues help students to be able to access and remember the meaning of the words. And of course, that's kind of the whole purpose of this. If they remember the words and the meaning, they're going to be much more likely to use those in their writing and discussion. And You can either print them so you could create a set yourself. I typically like to use, if I take an eight and a half sheet of paper and split that into thirds, I think that that is a a good size. Because again, you don't want the words to be super small. You want them to be large enough to where your students could see them from really kind of at any point in the room. So if you take a eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper, have it vertical, and then cut it into thirds, that's a really good size. Um, you could type them up on the computer. You could buy a set. I know there's word wall sets all over Teachers Pay Teachers. You could even create them yourself. One of the things that can be really beneficial is if you have a student created word wall. And so you could have your students, as you're introducing and teaching new words, have your students be the ones to write the word, the definition, and the picture. So that could be something that you could do as well. You could even have a combination. You could start with pre-created word wall cards and then move towards having your students create them, or you could even do a combination, have the words printed and have your students be the ones to draw the picture. So many options, but think about, of course, the cards, how you want to have the cards set up. Just make sure there's word, definition, picture. Those are the important things. And then you really want to think about where are you displaying your word wall? And I used to have one entire board dedicated to all of our, our words. You know, and I had it alphabetical, so I had all of our A words and our B words and our C words because that's how I did it in in lower elementary. But I realized moving to upper elementary, our students aren't thinking of vocabulary words in alphabetical order, and so I started to play around with how I would organize and set up the words in my classroom. And I liked to have the words organized by topic or by content. So I would try to put all of the math words together or all of the science words together, all of our reading words together. I would have like a reading focus wall that would have like some of our our, our words that are specific to what we were talking about in reading. I realized that I really like having a genre word wall by the library because that's where students are going to be needing to think about and consider genre when they're checking out words. So I didn't have just one dedicated board for our entire word wall, but more so it's like I had mini word walls all throughout my room and I put these word wall cards, you know, I guess that's what I call them. I don't know if there's any other specific term, but the cards that had the word, the definition in the picture, I put those in places throughout the room that would make sense for when students were thinking about and talking about that content. Again, just organize them in a way that makes sense for your instruction and really think about when are your students going to be using these words? When might they need to reference what that means? You know, if, if you have a space on the carpet where you do your read aloud, then maybe underneath your whiteboard is a great place to put your reading word wall because as students are sitting on the carpet listening to you read, they can easily see and have reference to those the strategies that you are teaching them. And then one thing, again, that I think is so important is making sure that your students know what the word wall is, where it is located, and what the purpose of it is. So often we put things up in our classroom environment because right now, if you are still preparing your classroom, you are putting up bulletin boards, you are organizing the materials, and you are putting a lot of thought and effort into the setup. You are being very intentional and very strategic on what goes on your walls and why. But the thing is, is our students have not been a part of this planning and setup process, which means they might not realize why you decided to put the genre word wall in the library. They might not realize that the the cards that are underneath the whiteboard is a word wall that they should reference while you're reading aloud. So just make sure that your students actually know what these word wall cards are, that they know where they can find the vocabulary words for the various subjects, and they know what the purpose is. And so you might want to do a mini lesson towards the beginning of the year that introduces your word wall. And, you know, you might want to show them, you know, how to reference the words, when they would reference it. Do a mini lesson explaining that if students are writing or if they're having a conversation or a turn and talk and they, you know, want to use vocabulary words that you've recently been teaching them specific to the subject, then show them where the word wall is and model what that looks like. So make sure your students know where the word wall is. And how to use it. And then the other thing to think about when you're setting up your word wall display is not to add all of the words at the beginning of the year. So often we have this idea that on the first day of school, our walls need to be filled and everything needs to be in place. But throughout the year, that is when the learning and the instruction and all of the wonderful magic happens. And our students are a part of that. And if they come into a room that has already 50 word wall cards already displayed on the wall, and you haven't taken the time to introduce those words, and they don't know what they are, that can feel overwhelming. And so I loved starting the year with blank walls. And as I taught, and as I introduced, we added things to the walls. And so your word wall can be a growing and living part of your classroom display. And so as you introduce a strategy, as you introduce vocabulary, as you introduce specific elements of reading, of genre, you can introduce that word wall. I love using them as even part of your mini lesson or, you know, throughout the week. And then once you've introduced the word to your students, you can put it kind of in its final space in the word wall, wherever your word wall is in your classroom. So. Hopefully those kind of tips give you some ideas on how you can actually make your word wall be an effective tool for your students in your classroom. And then a couple of things that I just want to share with you, because ultimately, again, this comes back to if we're going to take the time to create a word wall and actually set it up, we want our students to use it. And even if you do a mini lesson and even if your students know where it is, the reality of it is, is sometimes our students might forget Things tend to blend into the background, and if the word wall is there all year long, they might actually forget to use the word wall. They might forget to use it in their writing and their discussion. So there are a couple things that you can do that are going to help your students utilize the word wall and actually get benefit from it. And so first thing that you want to do is anytime your students are doing content writing, so you know if they're writing for math, if they're writing for science... Even if they're responding to reading, challenge them to use a certain number of words. You know, maybe say today I'm challenging to use three words from the word wall in your reading response. And you can let them choose which words they want to use, but remind them that those words are there and we want to use those content-specific words in our writing. So make it a challenge. And also regularly model. So again, I mentioned the idea of doing a mini lesson at the start of the year. But again, sometimes kids forget. And so maybe in October, do another mini lesson on how to model using the word wall. You know, maybe when you launch book clubs in your class, you could mention again that part of being a good participant in a book club is contributing to the discussion and providing, you know. Asking rich questions and being, you know, really intentional with what you're contributing. And one way to do that is using our content-specific vocabulary from the word wall and model what that looks like. So point out specific words they can use, model how they could use them in a book club discussion or in a reading response, but regularly reteach them how to use that word wall. And then, like I said, you want to regularly add the new words. If your word wall is continuing to grow with you and you are constantly introducing new words and adding it to them, it is going to be a regular part of your student's instruction and they're going to be much more likely to use and see the words that you are adding. And then another thing I love doing is letting students come up with words to add to it. Let them take ownership. Ultimately, this is our student's you know, our students classroom, and especially if you're trying to create a classroom community that is centered on literacy, let your students come up with words. So let them know that if they read something, if they hear something in a discussion, if they think there is something that we need to, you know, we need to add to the word wall, let them come up with it. And you can even let them make the word wall cards for it. And then just a really quick thing that you could do is I know that there are some times where you have like that awkward five minutes, <laughs> Um, you know, it's like you finished something early, but you have music in five minutes and you're like, well, what are we going to do for five minutes? Well, you can easily play games with your word wall to have kind of that filler space. And it could be something as simple as I'm thinking of a word and you give your students clues and to see if they can guess the word, you know, especially if you have different word wall, you know, sort of sections throughout your room, or if you're constantly introducing new words or a variety of them, it could just be a, I'm thinking of a word. Um, This is a synonym of, we use this when we're talking about plot, whatever it is. You can even let your students give clues to a particular word to see if students can guess it first. So that's just an easy way to just reference back to it. Hopefully some of those things are helpful. And like I said, my goal with this episode is to encourage and convince you to set up a word wall in your upper elementary classroom. So you're gonna have to let me know if I was successful with this episode. You guys know I absolutely love hearing from you. Do not be afraid to reach out to me on Instagram at the Stellar Teacher Company. And I will link to that word wall bundle in the show notes in case you are ready to get started with a word wall in your classroom this year. And you just wanna save a little bit of time I'm putting it together. I have done the hard work of creating the words, the definitions and the images on really easy to print word wall cards. So we'll link to those as well. And I hope that this word wall just helps your students grow and increase their vocabularies this year. And as always, hopefully you guys have an absolutely stellar week and I will see you back next week.